Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. If you did not feel blessed before you walked in this building, I believe the power of God is in this house that by the time you walk out, you're going to walk out. You might have walked in depressed. You're going to walk out delivered, full of joy. Because that's my God. My God blesses the broken. My God heals the sick. My God brings joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, somebody magnify him. Somebody dance for a minute. Somebody shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord here today. Does anybody love the Spirit of God that we feel here? Amen. This is accessible to us at all times. Hallelujah. That's the joy of having the Holy Ghost and being amongst God's people that God meets with us in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Matthew chapter 11 and then the book of Luke chapter 16. Amen. What a wonderful job that the worship team did today. They do a great job every time, but man, amen, I'm thankful for godly apostolic music and just passion, amen? Thankful for that. That was one of the things I noticed when I first got saved. Is I remember one of the few times that I ever went to church was with my grandma or with my parents on a, they were CEOs, Christmas and Easter only, and uh and so I remember going in, and, and uh, I had the experience of falling asleep under a pew, even though I wasn't a church kid, except I fell asleep on the pew. But I loved when I walked into an apostolic church, and you didn't know what was going to happen. You just knew that somebody was going to get set free. You just knew that God was going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. You just knew that something good was going to happen. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. Amen. I came to preach in the house of God here today and uh, just loving what God's going to do. You don't want to miss Wednesday. I know he downplayed it, but Brother Diaz is going to be preaching and it's going to be good in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. The Bible says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. From the days of John the Baptist until now. That's not just when Jesus was speaking. That's until present day, right now, on Sunday. Come on. On Sunday, August 23rd, 2020, the kingdom of heaven allows violence. And the violent, everybody say the violent. The violent take it by force. Man, that word violent is not saying go home and beat your uh, kids or your spouse. That word is exuberant, excited, passionate. Amen. Active. Amen. The active. Amen. Take it by force. Luke chapter 16 and verse 16. We're going to read the parallel of this. 
The Bible says in Luke 16 and 16, Brother Diaz gave me a shout out because I only wear one color suit, but I want to say, Brother Anthony, you look like a million dollars. That's who we should be shouting out. Hallelujah. Good inside joke between me and Brother Diaz, but Luke 16 and 16, the Bible says this, the law and the prophets were until John. Now, I want you to notice this, until now and until John. And since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man, every woman, every child, every individual that is trying to get to the kingdom of God has got to press into it. It takes violence, it takes force, and it takes activity of pressing. There is motion that is involved in getting into the kingdom of God. Everybody see that? I hope I'm not the only one reading that. And I want to just preach for a few moments on this subject. Take it by force. Take it by force. Would you set down your Bibles and let's magnify the Lord all across this building? There's some, there's some folks with some activity. There's some folks with some exuberance. There's some folks with some violence, some aggression. There's some folks in this house that are pressing, that are forcing their way in to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, bless us with your word. Let's clap our hands unto him one more time. Praise God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, neighbor if it's all right, and just tell him, take it by force. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for just a few moments. Until John. The Bible says that the law and the prophets were until John. In the Old Testament law, let me just talk about the law for a moment. The law, which is something that Jesus has fulfilled. In the Old Testament law, in order to find yourself a place in the kingdom of God, you had to pay your way through sacrifices and burn offerings, oblations, wave offerings, fat offerings. I know some of us still got that going around here. You had all these different offerings. Unless you think that taking up an offering once a service is hard. You should see what the high priest had to do. Every day, turtle doves and rams and goats and lambs and all these bullocks and different animals in one day, Solomon offered hundreds of thousands of animals so that, that, that the red blood that flowed through Jerusalem was like a river. All so that he could somehow, some way, under the law, find himself a place in the kingdom of God. The Bible says that it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. For if it were possible then those that had offered one time would have never gone back. They would have never had remembrance. But the Bible would let us know that there was a remembrance every single year of the sacrifices that were made the previous year because they were reminded of their failures. This is why I love what the Bible says, that the law was a shadow of good things to come. 
and not the very image of the thing. Amen. What was the very image of the thing? The Bible says of Jesus Christ that he was the image, amen, of the invisible God made visible. That when Jesus showed up, he showed up not as the type, not as the shadow. Amen. My shadow is nothing more than a dark reflection of what the sun is shining through me and light is shining through me. Amen. I want you to know that the law, the Bible says, was our schoolmaster, which was to bring us to Christ. It was not the answer. It was not the thing. Amen. But it was to point us to the one sacrifice that would make the difference for the rest of our lives and the rest of our eternities. It wasn't the blood of bulls. It wasn't the blood of goats. It wasn't sacrifices. It wasn't offerings. But one time, my Bible says, once and for all, Jesus offered himself a perfect spotless sacrifice. I wonder if anybody can shout about a little theology uh, here today uh, that it was enough uh, what Jesus did uh, to take care of you and your family forever. Oh, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. The Old Testament, however, was a shadow, a darkened reflection. Amen. That, that their hope was that if I offer this sacrifice, God will accept me. They had to hope that what they brought, the high priest would look over it, inspect it, and say it's good enough. They had to sacrifice their way into the kingdom. Amen. Not only did they have to sacrifice their way into the kingdom, they had to be as perfect as their sacrifice. Nobody with a broken arm or a crooked back. Amen. Some of us that uh, have driven a long time, you might not get in, but... It was anybody who had deficiency was not allowed in. They were not allowed to offer sacrifices because they were not perfect like their sacrifice. There was not one individual, amen, that was allowed to bring an animal that had a spot or a blemish, amen. The law was just trying to set it up that no sacrifice that you and I can bring will be enough. That's why we need Jesus. Amen. It was a foreshadowing of a Christ-centered kingdom that in order to get in this kingdom, you had to go through the door. And Jesus said, I am the door. The only way to get through is to go through Jesus. But they had these sacrifices in place to say, if you want to get to the kingdom of God, you have to do it this way precisely. But then he said that the law and the prophets were until John. Every prophet since the fall of man, whether they were called a prophet, amen, uh, in the Bible, or whether they spoke a word like David, my Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Even though he was a singer, he was prophesying. Amen. He was looking forward, whether it was Daniel that saw the kingdoms of this world and the stone that was thrown at those kingdoms that later became a great mountain. Every single prophet all the way since Genesis 3.15, God being the first prophet to speak and say that one day there's going to be deliverance. There's going to be a man-child born of a woman, and he is going to crush the head of every serpent. And 
and every attack of the devil. You know what he was saying? Uh, that one day uh, after man figures out that they can't do it by themselves, uh, my own hand uh, will bring their salvation. Uh, when they realize their goodness uh, is not good enough, uh, my goodness uh, will be good enough. Uh, when they recognize their righteousness uh, could never work the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, uh, he said, I will show up uh, and it will be my righteousness. Every prophet prophesied of the coming of the king, the coming of the Messiah. This is what you see, and I've been teaching about it, amen, and fouling over and over again. Every child that was born, they looked at Cain and said, there's our Messiah. And then Cain kills his brother. They look at Noah and say, Noah's our Messiah. And then Noah gets drunk on his own vineyard. They say, Moses is our Messiah. And then Moses murders a man and runs away. They look at Abraham. Abraham's our Messiah. Then he cheats on his wife. Amen. The Bible's full of real people. Amen. That's how it can help us. Amen. But, but they look all the way down the line and they say, well, somebody is going to be the king. Somebody's going to be the Messiah. Somebody's going to bring his kingdom come and his will be done. They kept on saying, Amen. What was the law and the prophets saying? Uh, they were saying that the kingdom is coming. Uh, all the way until John, uh, you had to dream uh, for the coming of the king. Uh, you had to wait thousands of years for salvation. Uh, thousands of years uh, for your Messiah. Uh, thousands of years for the Savior to appear. Uh, you had to keep thinking about it, prophesying about it, dreaming about it, having visions about it, uh, getting into exile, thinking, God, just get me out of here when you're going through it. Amen. This is all happening through the law and the prophets until John. And then John shows up. Amen. And it was John, the Bible would say that he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. John being the one that was the spirit of Elijah, the one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. It was John the Baptist who was not afraid to look different be a little weird, amen, wear camel skins, uh, eat locusts and wild honey, uh, but it was also John that was not afraid uh, to baptize all of Israel in the river Jordan uh, as they confessed their sin. I think we need a little bit of John, amen, in this generation uh, that's not afraid, uh, amen, to just follow God, that's not afraid to beat I believe God's raising up a church in this hour and in this generation that once John shows up, everything changes. John shows up and no longer is he saying it's coming. Amen. He sees Jesus about to be baptized as he comes to him. And he looks and no longer is he saying in a couple hundred years, in a couple thousand years, uh, through this obscure dream, amen, amen, that eventually the king is coming and the Messiah is going to show up. But John looks out and he sees Jesus afar off and he says, behold, uh, the Lamb of God. What the law could not give, amen, no lamb was worthy. What the prophets could look only towards and say it's coming, but we don't know when. John had the opportunity to look at the lost and dying world and said, behold, the Lamb of God. This is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we prophesied about. This is what we sacrificed for. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. 
Oh, somebody praise Jesus in this house. Somebody magnify Jesus in this building. I want you to know nothing else can wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When we look at your life, it's nothing but Jesus. No lamb can do it. No ram could do it. No prophet could say it. But Jesus only. Oh, somebody clap your hands and magnify him. Jesus shows up, and he tells John, good job. I'll take it from here. And Mark chapter 1, verse 14 says this. Now after that, John was put in prison. Poor John. Jesus said, you did your job. You told them who they were supposed to look to. Now get out of the way. Now John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Matthew 28 and 28. Jesus would say this as he is debating with the religious. How do your kids cast out devils? Amen. I'll tell you if you can tell me. But he says this. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then you better recognize that the kingdom of God is come unto you. What is he saying? I'm, I'm casting out devils by the spirit of God. So you should recognize the kingdom kingdom of God is Luke chapter 17 and verse 20 and when he demanded of the Pharisees when the and when the he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come he answered them and said the kingdom of God cometh not with observation the kingdom of God is not something you're going to stumble into it's not something uh, that somehow, some way, it's going to be based on your human intellect that you can get into it. It's not observation. It's revelation. Amen. He then says this, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, uh, the kingdom of God is within you. All the way until John. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And Jesus shows up. Amen. And he begins to preach in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18 uh, about what this kingdom represents. Uh, he begins to read, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me uh, because he hath sent me. Uh, amen. He, is, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, he has sent me to, the broke, to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to preach deliverance to the captives uh, and recovering of sight to the blind, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised, uh, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That was what the kingdom of God had been prophesied uh, for thousands of years to do. Uh, that the spirit of the Lord was going to come upon the Messiah and he was going to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, he was going to bind up brokenhearted. Uh, he was going to preach deliverance to the captives. Uh, he was going to heal the blind. Uh, he was going to set at liberty those in a bruise. Uh, and he was going to preach uh, the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, the year of Jubilee uh, when every debt that you had uh, got erased uh, and every thing you lost you got back can I preach to somebody about the kingdom of God Jesus stood up and said today is this scripture fulfilled not tomorrow not in a hundred years not in a thousand years today this scripture is fulfilled Amen. I know I was going to 
I knew there was going to be some folks, well, I don't know about that. You better believe it. After Jesus said today, all of a sudden everybody looked and sought to stone Jesus. They were okay with promises that were yet to come. They were okay with the law and the prophets that said one day. But when Jesus stood up and said today, they had a church what he said today is still available today you need deliverance it's available today you need a broken heart mended it can happen today you need your eyes opened it can happen today you need to recover everything you lost it can happen today you need your sins washed away by the blood of Jesus it's available I wish I had somebody that would shout and give God some praise it's available today the king kingdom of God is here. You don't got to keep waiting for it. You don't got to keep praying for it. I know Jesus said, he told us to pray after this manner. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But I got news for you. Just because he told us to pray that doesn't mean it's not already a reality. Because my Jesus, he said, amen, that, that the kingdom of God is not coming. It is come. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus said the kingdom of God is not just with you. The kingdom of God is with it's within you. Somebody, when you pray that prayer, just know the Holy Ghost is already working. If you need it, it's available. The kingdom is now. The kingdom is here. You just got to access it. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, somebody just needs to reach out and access that kingdom. The kingdom of God's not coming. The kingdom's here. The kingdom's not far away. It's at hand. The kingdom of God is right there. It's on the inside. You don't have to keep waiting for the kingdom of God. I don't know who lied to some folks and gave them bad theology. We got to wait. One glad morning when this life's over, I'll fly away. I'm not waiting for Jesus to show up. He's going to show up. Don't, don't, don't misinterpret me. With that one day in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, huh? amen, we will ever be present with the Lord. I believe that. But I'm not waiting on Jesus to show up in the clouds. I want Jesus to show up, amen, as I go to Walmart. I want Jesus to show up in Carson City. I want... I want kingdom now. I don't want abundant life when I got eternal life. I want abundant life now. I don't need healing in a place where there's no sickness. I need healing now. I don't need deliverance when I've already got to heaven and I'm walking on streets of gold. No shackles on my hands or feet. I need deliverance now. If you need it, I want you to know it's available. But the violent, take it by force. The violent, don't wait for it. The violent, take. Oh, somebody clap your hands and magnify Jesus. The kingdom of God is not just. 
The kingdom of God is past tense, present tense, and future tense. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. I want you to know he can go back. This is what the kingdom of God does. Well, I made a mistake 20 years ago. You can't go in the past. But the blood of Jesus can. I need help in my future. I need healing in my future. He goes all the way from the future. Amen. I need healing in my present. He goes to the future where there's no sickness and says, don't worry. I got you covered. The kingdom is now. The kingdom is available. The kingdom is right at the tip of your fingers. You just got to reach out. Jesus said, you don't have to keep waiting for this kingdom. You don't have to keep, because until John, that's what they were doing. Amen. But then he said, from John on. Until John, they were praying. Until John, they were asking. Until John, they were begging. Until John, they were sacrificing. Until John, they were asking God, would you please, would you please, would you please. I wish you'd make it available to the common man. But it's only available to the high priest once a year. I wish I had access to God. I wish I could get his spirit. I wish I could feel the Shekinah glory. Until John, it was unavailable. But after John... This is why there's violence in heaven. This is why there's agitation in heaven. Because heaven touched earth when Jesus Christ became a man. And now, he said, for this purpose, for this reason have I come, that I might destroy the works of the devil. The kingdom of God is about to obliterate the kingdom of Satan in your life. And it's not going to happen five years from now, 30 years from now. Devil, you've already been defeated 2,000 years ago. Amen. I'm off on so many changes, but it's all right. You are not fighting the devil. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, spirits, uh, spiritual wickedness in high place. I understand that. We are not fighting the devil. He's defeated. Brother Jonathan, this is Gideon saying, I already defeated the foe. He hands a sword to his son and says, cut his head off. And he said, I- I'm too scared to do it. Hey, I want to tell you, church, it's not time to be timid. It's not time to be passive. It's not time to be scared. Jesus already disarmed the devil, took the keys of hell and of the grave, and he said, he's going to crush Satan under your, under your feet, not just your neighbor's feet, not just the pastor's feet, not just the singer's feet, not just the drummer's feet, not just the, come on, he said, under your feet. All the kingdom of God is coming to do. The kingdom of God is showing up in this, in this season. Amen. To help people get up and realize who they really are. He already paid the price. He already won the victory. He said, to tell us die. He said, it is finished. Amen. That's a war cry. That, that wasn't passive. That wasn't just sitting back and saying, oh, no, it's over. No, it wasn't a cry. It was a war cry. Sin is finished. Addiction is finished. Devil, you're finished. I want you to know Jesus is still speaking it 2,000 years later. Devil, you have no control. You don't, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, and I, you know what? Hey, I'm just going to have church. 
I might as well. It feels good here today. I don't always get the opportunity to preach like this. I mean, I sure would love it, but I'm going to preach it right now. You know what the Bible says of our enemy? This is why I got a problem with people always lifting up the devil. My Bible says that one day we'll look on him narrowly. You know that interprets? Please forgive me. I'm not trying to be rude. He's a little short of stature. Yeah. And we're going to say, is this the one that caused the worlds to quake? Yeah. The thing you could up and cry about all night, one day you're going to say, is that all it was? The thing you go, oh, God, give me deliverance of, uh, I want you to know uh, deliverance is already available. All you got to do is press into it. Uh, amen. Healing's already available. He said, with his stripes, you are healed. I want you to know, uh, we don't just believe that in the Bible. We believe that in the church. With his stripes, by his stripes, you I wish I had 30 people that would shout and say, I claim it. I press into it. I'm, I'm pressing into it. I'm taking it by force. Oh, somebody magnify him. Come on. There's some people that are visiting today. You've got all sorts of things that are going wrong in your life. But I want you to know the kingdom of God is not coming to you. The kingdom of God is here. Whatever you need, he's got it available. No devil can stop you. He's already been defeated. Jesus said... Not pastorhood. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven suffereth. That's the same way he said, suffer little children to come to me. He didn't say, make little ch children suffer. He said, let them come. They're allowed. They're welcome. They got access. Our church believes that. The kingdom of heaven allows violence. Some people just always talking about, oh, there's a war in heaven. No, what is really happening is now, he said this kingdom has opened up, and now the violent can show up, and now the aggressive can come, and now the people that at one point were not a people, they can show up and now become the people of God. The people that were just shaking in their boots, amen, agitated, just wishing that one day the kingdom was coming, that someday I'll get a chance. The Gentiles that were not a people, they now say, I'm going to press, I'm going to strive. I'm no longer is it the type and shadow of the Old Testament law and prophets where everything's got to be perfect. And I believe, do, do, do everything you can decently and in order. But there's that, that, he said, I established my throne on David's throne. David's the one that danced until everything just, he wasn't afraid to look a little funny. He was violent. He said, in this kingdom, all the way until John, it wasn't allowed. But from John until now, spiritual activity Spiritual excitement, spiritual aggression, uh, spiritual engagement, uh, spiritual, spiritual force, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual activity, uh, spiritual. 
keyword spiritual violence is allowed. And not only is it allowed, it's not the passive that get the kingdom. Got to make sure everything's all right. My tie's nice. You know what? I thank God he didn't wait for me to get perfect. I still wouldn't be in the kingdom. I thank God he didn't wait until I had it all under control because he'd still not let me in. But now, after John, the kingdom allows the violent and the violent, the active, the excited, the engaged, the aggressive. Take it, take it, take it. We cannot allow ourselves to be lulled to sleep by this world. We cannot allow this world to make us passive. You know one of the reasons I'm against Hollywood? I'm just going to preach and have fun. How about that? You know one of the, one of the reasons, not the only reason. They emasculate men. Make fathers stupid and weak. I'm sorry, I grew up on too much television to make Homer Simpson stupid. And so now every dad is looked down upon. You know what they do? They remove fathers from homes in Disney flicks. Y'all don't want to hear that, but all right. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to effeminize the, the entire culture. But did you know, everybody's got a little aggression in them. You know what they want to do? They want to tone it down. Come to church and sit there like a bump on a pickle. But when we say, when the music that we're playing plays, then you can bow. Oh, come on. When your favorite sports team that we put in front of you all of a sudden scores a touchdown, now you can rip your shirt off, amen, and have a painted face and go hog wild and on Monday be in your nice suit at work. Come on. You can let your aggression out there. You know what else they'll say? You can let your aggression out in a riot. Yeah, you can do it in all these different areas. They, that's what they're saying. You can do it where we allow it. But don't you dare get aggressive about the things of God. Don't you dare show up to church every service. Show up to work every day. Go to Walmart every week. But don't make it to church every week because that's a little excessive. Don't you dare worship God with your whole heart. Just do it with a little bit like the Baptists and the Methodists and the Mormon and the Presbyterian. You know what else they've done? I'm off on so many fun things right now. They've even secular Christianity. That's why I call it secular. It's not really. They're not a baptized Jesus name. Secular Christianity says, let's make God all lovey-dovey like, like, like one of those Care Bears. And, and you can, and I know sometimes we sing stuff like this. It's all right. Wrap me in your arms. Effeminizing Christian worship. And then people wonder why it's a problem in the church. We need to allow our aggression to be in the right. The Bible never says David pranced before the Lord. 
The Bible says David danced with all his heart before the Lord. It wasn't for anybody else. It was for Jesus. And he didn't care if they thought he looked crazy. They didn't care if it was a little aggressive. They didn't care when your church gets a little loud. So be it. Let your church be quiet. Somebody needs to get violent about the things of God. Somebody needs to get rid of being a pacifist and being passive and say today the kingdom of God is going to be taken. No more waiting. Church, well, one day revival is going to come. Last I checked, the kingdom of God is, God is here. Every bit of revival we need is... Yeah, today. Yes, on that dead service that you folded your arms at, God was there and God was moving. And he was saying, is there anybody that wants to take, take, take what I got available? I wish somebody would shout all across this building and get aggravated at the devil. Get aggravated at a passive society. I don't need to preach it. One more with the issue of blood. She says, I, I, I've been sick for 12 years. He's on his way to heal somebody else. She did not ask. She did not say, please excuse me. Excuse me, I, I got to get to Jesus. The Bible says the press was too tight. They were too... Oh, I... They won't move because the kingdom suffers violence by everybody. The kingdom of God suffering violence. But the violence. I'm not asking. I'm not begging. I'm taking it. I'm taking everything the kingdom of God has promised. I want to open up this altar. Would you come? Don't come passive. Come aggressive and take. You need healing? Take it. It's available. You need forgiveness? Take it. It's available. You need the Holy Ghost? It's a gift. Take it. Don't beg. Don't ask. Don't plead. Take it. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on right now. Step out of your seat and begin to praise God. Get agitated. Get aggravated. Don't be passive. Be aggressive. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Every believer all over the world. Wake up and realize. 
can accept this There's only one thing left for the believers to do We declare war against the enemy He is defeated Satan's under our feet We cannot lose with the Lord on our side Satan, this is it We're tired of taking it wants us to glorify Him. That's why our music is losing its power. Worldly influence is making it sour. There's no gospel. There's no anointing. We cannot let this happen in this critical hour. We declare war against the enemy. He is defeated. Satan is under our feet. We cannot lose with the Lord on our side. Satan, this is it. We're tired of taking it. Satan, we declare war. We declare war against the enemy. He is defeated. Satan, take it by force. We cannot take lose it by force. 